I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mike and Christian back here on Sports Talk. We welcome in now Adam Hill covering the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Raiders come to town against the Saints and both teams desperately needing wins. Adam, um, so... (laughs) The Josh McDaniel experiment out there is not going so well early on. Yeah, not so far. I mean, certainly from a win-loss perspective, it's not. But, I mean, I think there's been some encouraging signs. I think offensively, I mean, this team is uh, pretty legit when you look at some of the underlying numbers in particular. They figure something out in the run game as well. So, uh, we know Josh McDaniels was here to, you know, fix the offense. Uh, That seems to have happened. Uh, But defensively, they do have a long way to go. And, And obviously, at the end of games, they're not finding ways to win. Last year, they were 7-1 and one in games decided by a touchdown or less. This year, they're losing those games. So that seems to be what's going wrong, but there's a lot of optimism around the building uh, that that's going to turn around, that they're going to figure out end-of-game situations. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I guess we'll judge him at the end of the year more than right now, but certainly the results are not there right now. Adam, uh, the injury progress on what's happened with Devontae Adams and um, we, we had people on earlier in the week, and they say Darren Waller's a, a go for, for Sunday. That ain't good news for the Saints. They're still trying to cover him from a couple years back. Uh, so, man, uh, but a little bit about Devontae. And with Waller, it looks as though he's a full go, correct? Yeah, Darren on the practice field today looked like he was pretty healthy, certainly healthier than yesterday. Uh, he missed that game last week, but the hamstring is coming back, and it's not the same hamstring that cost him all of training camp. So, uh, different hamstring. He's kind of dealing with a variety of things, but he did look probably as good as he's looked in a while out of the practice field today. In terms of how that's going to impact the game on Sunday, I mean, Darren just hasn't had the impact that he's had in the past, and whether that's through scheme or through the fact that they are so focused on getting the ball to Devontae Adams, like it's not the same Darren Waller uh, in terms of the offense that you guys saw last time. Uh, so maybe that'll bring a little bit of comfort uh, if he is out of the field and healthy, but they just haven't found that connection yet. Um, and as far as Devontae goes, he's sick. Uh, we have not seen him around the building. I'm, I'm at the facility right now, have not seen him around at all, uh, but it's an illness, so we don't know how that will impact him for uh, Sunday. I mean, obviously he doesn't have to practice. Adam, do you wonder if that's uh, COVID? Because, you know, they stopped testing yeah. for COVID. Yeah, w- it, listen, it's been the discussion certainly in the media room the last 
uh, the last couple of hours as we're sitting there waiting to go into the locker room to talk to the players. Uh, they don't have to designate that. We've, we've tried to ask around. Nobody's really talking about it. But I'll say this. He was one of four players to miss practice yesterday with illness. Uh, today, he was the only one that wasn't out there. So, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out exactly what it is. I, my interpretation is that they're just kind of giving him a little bit of time. He doesn't have to practice necessarily uh, because that connection is, is so strong with, the, with Derek Carr and everybody knows what Devontae could do on Sunday. Uh, but it's, it's a concern for sure. After missing two straight days, you start to say, okay, maybe there's something there. One thing is he's going to go to Lords over the weekend and he'll play on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, would <laughs> I, I do suspect the Saints will play Devontae. Yeah. Oh, and They'll by play the way, up against him, Darren Waller still you, you, that connection still trying to um, blossom in this offense. It, it, it could happen this Sunday. It's likely to happen. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, at any point, he's still ultra talented. Uh, Derek Carr obviously trusts him. They've got that connection built up for the last couple of years. At some point, you imagine it's going to happen. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll say this. I think so. Uh, I have, I have certainly tried to. Uh, find some people in fantasy leagues that are not thrilled with him and try to make some trades to acquire him for the second half of the year. Like, I think it's going to happen at some point and it more, you know, certainly could happen this weekend, but it just hasn't been there yet. Max Crosby. Um, you know, we were, Bobby and I were talking about that, uh, on second guest Monday. Uh, he, you know, he was a guy, man, you pull for him. Uh, I, I don't care what fan you are. You, you think of his background and how he got into the league and what he's been able to do. And now he's got paid, but man, he is pedal to the metal on every play. Now you got bookends coming off the edge. So has the issue been more stopping the run? Because, you know, you look at this game, turnovers for the Saints has just been horrid. I mean, just unbelievable. They figure out new ways to turn the ball over. But it comes down to, I think, which team can stop each other's running back. You know, because Josh has been on a three-week run where he's been yeah. spectacular, and with the Saints, uh, you know, Kamara, he, you know, he's the straw that turns the drink for this team offensively. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a, it's a really intriguing matchup between run games, but it's the pass game where the Raiders have really been exploited, uh, for sure. And you know, part of that when you look at stats, sometimes they can be a little bit misleading. And you know, the Raiders have played some really, really good quarterbacks. They've had a game against Mahomes. They had a game against Herbert when he was healthy. Uh, so, you know, they've, they've, had, they've had their issues containing some of those passing games, but they're also really, really good passing games that they're going up against. Uh, right now, the issue with the secondary is that Nate Hobbs, who has developed into one of the premier players in the league that nobody really knows yeah. about, is on IR, and, and he's gone. And they're having a hard time. You know, they did on Sunday. They gave up 300 yards to Davis Mills, <laughs> uh, who, you know, is not, not a very scary uh, name when he comes into the game. And they give him 300 yards because Nate Hobbs is not out there. And they're having a hard time filling in for him. So they can be exploited through the air for sure. Uh, but going back to your question about back Crosby, like that dude, yeah, he's easy to root for. He's an absolute beast. And I think what you look for uh, from him is that when he came into the league, he was a great pass rusher that was kind of undiscovered. He, he, he was much better than everybody knew, but he could not play on rundowns. Like yep. you couldn't have him out there. And now he's developed into a force against the run. He's really good against the run. And then last week, they totally shut him down. They had two, three guys blocking him on every play, so he couldn't get to the quarterback. So then he starts knocking down passes. He's, he's you know, flinching on the, on the offensive line to, to get them to jump and creating false starts all over the place. Like, he's impacting games even without getting to the quarterback, which is something we'd never imagine would happen with Max Crosby. Um, that's a guy that uh, he grew up about 10 miles from where I live on the Bayou, Meek Robertson, uh, great player at Thibodeau High School, and then he, he goes to Louisiana Tech. Fantastic player there also, and 
Um, I, I know he's played in, in different sets, nickel dime sets, but uh, for the people listening who, you know, uh, you know, they cheer for Meek, you know, because uh, yeah. man, he's not he's not the biggest dude in the world, but boy, can he make some plays too. Don't tell him he's not the biggest dude in the world. He thinks he is. I, I know. He thinks he's 6'2", <laughs> and he's about 5'8". <laughs> yeah, but just another, I mean, just an absolutely unbelievable kid. I mean, he, he, he's so so gracious with his time. He'll talk uh, pretty much any time you want to talk to him in the locker room. Uh, a, a guy that will always have a, a good quote, something funny to say. Uh, just a, a great personality, but also is kind of discovering himself uh, on the field. I mean, he's always had confidence. Yes. Uh, that's never been an issue with him. But, you know, the play is starting to catch up to his confidence a little bit. And, and I think the biggest thing about him is he'll give up a play. I mean, he will give up a big play here and there. But the next play, he'll make a big tackle. Or, you know, he'll find a way to strip the ball. Or he scored a touchdown this year uh, on an interception return. So he finds ways to make plays, and he doesn't let a bad play discourage him, which I think is a really good sign for a cornerback and uh, a guy that he's going to be out there a lot. As I said, Nate Hobbs missing. He's one of the guys that's trying to fill in for him. But, um, you know, another fun kid, good story coming home. A lot of a lot of kids uh, coming home this weekend. Foster Morrow, another yes. one that, uh, that is uh, – I, I was talking to him about a lot of family coming out to the game this weekend for sure. One of the things uh, – it was sort of a disaster waiting to happen – with uh, Mike Mayock and and but really Gruden was running things behind the scenes. I mean, come on, that yeah. you you're not doing anything without Gruden's approval. Uh, they've purged that roster from a number of guys that they used early round picks for. Now they still have some, but man, they, you know, one thing with McDaniel's, he got rid of a lot of that when he sort of came on board uh, to take over in Las Vegas. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that, and. Look, every coach does that. You know, when a new coach comes in, he puts his own stamp on things and a new GM, and uh, they've certainly done that. But even you look, you talk about guys that are not here anymore, you know, three first-round picks from that 2019 Gone. draft class. And, yeah. well, they're here, but yeah. they didn't pick up their option, right? Like, Josh Jacobs still here, but they did pick up his option. Uh, Jonathan Abrams, same thing. Uh, Cleef Burrell, same thing, where, you know, they're early picks, but, you know, this is last year of the contract now. They didn't pick up the option. And you saw it even this week. Jonathan Heck is one of the only holdovers yeah. that played in Oakland is now here. They shipped him out to make room for the younger guys. So, um, actually, Neil Farrell Jr., probably the be- biggest beneficiary of that, another LSU kid uh, who's going to probably take in a bigger role now with uh, Jonathan Hankins out. And, you know, his development and his emergence is why uh, one of the big reasons why they were able to move on from Jonathan Hankins. So, you, you see, certainly they are favoring, uh, and, I- and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, these are guys that they brought in that they wanted that fit their system, and uh, they're pretty much getting rid of everybody from the old regime and, uh, and putting their own mark on things, for better or worse. I mean, Look, when you do that, you have to live with the consequences. Yep. And if if the record is what it is at the end, if this is what it is, if they're under five hundred, they're going to have to deal with it. The thoughts that of really that this team sort of made a little bit of a turn once McDaniel's figured out. Hey, listen, get that football to Josh Jacobs. Uh, it's not that heavy. Uh, let let him run the ball. We well aware of Josh because you know he, he not only was he a great high school player in, in Oklahoma, but then he comes to Alabama, and he's not a real big guy either. But you talk about like almost like a little dirty bomb. You know, man, he hits you every which way, and he he is a very physical runner, and he's got some scoot after that initial hit. Has that really been part of the progress of this offense, figuring out the best way to use Josh Jacobs, and that is to give him the football? 
Yeah, for sure. Look, his, his the analytics will tell you he was playing very well even early in the season, even if the total yardage wasn't there. He was making a lot of guys miss. He was breaking a lot of tackles. He just wasn't getting the ball enough, and a lot of that was being behind. I mean, they were chasing points in every game the first you know three, four games of the season, so they were kind of abandoning the run. I think the biggest thing they've done now is not give up the run. Even if they fall behind, they want to continue running the ball. They want to continue you know giving him the ball, and he gets better and better as the game goes on, as a lot of running backs do. So they, they've stayed committed to it. And then I think the other part of that, really, is that the offensive line has struggled in pass protection. I think they're much more confident and comfortable run blocking. And I think the team and Jonathan Dennis have kind of figured that out and said, hey, look, this is a, an offensive line that can absolutely run block, and they might struggle a little bit in pass protection. Let's put them in an advantageous situation. Let's let them get running downhill. And, you know, let's find them some confidence. And then when they do pass, it's on the play action, which is much more effective when your running game is going the way it is. So they've definitely figured out a different formula. Uh, but, you know, Josh Jacobs has been Josh Jacobs. I don't think that's changed. I think it's more feeling confident and giving him the ball and letting the offensive line kind of operate the way they want to. One thing I'm interested in in this, and I remember this was a few years back when the Raiders moved from Oakland to Las Vegas, and we had Amy Trask on. You know, and Amy was a former executive with the uh, uh, Oakland Raiders, and she was like, Mike, I'll tell you this. They'll never really have a true home field advantage because you know why? Road trip. Everybody wants to go to Vegas. She said, okay, who in their right mind says, okay, once a year we're going to take a trip somewhere to follow our team? And, okay, you look on there, New Orleans was a destination. But, man, Vegas, uh, everybody's in, so to speak. How has the fan reaction in the stands when they play in a away team, uh, how is it cut? Is it a 70-30 situation or a 60-40? Or do they really do have some bit of a home field advantage? Well, first of all, I'm glad you referenced, you know, your own town there in New Orleans. That, yeah, that's, the that's one of them, too. Yeah. For, for me, as somebody who grew up in Las Vegas and has lived here a long time, uh, I that was the place that I would go for road trips for football games. I would love to come down to New Orleans, and I'm so excited about this weekend to come to New Orleans. Uh, it is a great experience. My, you know, my favorite place in the NFL besides uh, Vegas, for sure. So, you know, I know you guys have dealt with that, and it's the same here. For sure, if, you, if you're a road team, if you're a visiting team playing a game and you're like, hey, we're going to take one road trip this year, it's going to be Vegas. Now, the, the issue here so far, it depends on the team. You know, some teams travel really well. The Eagles, the Bears, when they've been here, it's been, I mean, it might be 55-45, honestly. Uh, it's been very strong with some of the road contingents. Uh, but look, the Golden Knights have experienced this as well. When Canadian teams play, uh, and, you know, when they come here to play against the Golden Knights in hockey, it's cheaper to fly to Vegas and go to a game here than it is a lot of places in Canada. So they kind of take over the building as well. The biggest thing for the Raiders will be winning. Like, I grew up here. I'm the biggest fan of Vegas there is. I love this place. Uh, I could be, you know, running the Chamber of Commerce because I'm so, such an advocate for this city. But this town does not care if, you're, if, if you uh, are losing. They will only care if you're winning. So if they're winning games, fans won't sell their tickets. They just won't. They'll go because it's the place to be. But if they're not winning, fans will sell their tickets in a second and that's what they're going to experience. Like, they need to keep winning. They need to be a, a popular destination for fans here to go to. Uh, they need to be a cool place to hang out. Uh, and then fans will, will keep going and support them. But if not, they will abandon very quickly, and they'll sell their tickets in a heartbeat. Adam, quickly, do you think the NBA goes to Vegas quickly within the next five years? 100%. There's no question it's coming. Adam Hill covers the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review 
Journal. Great job, Adam. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. Thanks. Look forward to the weekend. All right, sir. All right, this is Sports Talk here on WWLAMFM.com and always free and live on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.